one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I don't know about you, but when I think of vacation... It's not quite complete if I'm not doing some movement, if I'm not getting out and having an experience. Why not join us for a vacation and move your body, laugh, experience joy with us in Europe this summer? That's right. The Lit Team is coming to Europe. We start off in Paris, France, July 15th through 16th. Ooh la la. We have two classes there, Prime Your Power and Find Your Lift. We also have some excursions like private wine and vegan cheese tasting and a Sunday brunch. Then we head on to Frankfurt, Germany, July 18th through 20th. There I'm doing three classes, Power of the Pole, Master Soas, and Set to Launch. We also have a private guided bike tour that you can join us on. So it's not just in the studio, but outside. We congregate. We laugh. We experience good food. We have fun. And then finally, we will end up in Salzburg, Austria, July 22nd and 23rd. There will be three classes there, Sustainable Shoulders, Better Backbending, and Spark. And then you can join us, I'm so excited for this, on a private Sound of Music bike tour. That's right. You can do things in the studio, outside the studio, move your body, learn from us. You don't have to be a Lit Daily subscriber. You don't even have to ever practice Lit. But do you want to know more about your body? Do you want to have hope for your future self by actually learning educational tools while having such a great time with us? So join us. Go visit the show notes and sign up. Remember, we're going to be in Paris, Frankfurt, and Salzburg. And we'd love, love, love to have you join us. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer. Woo! So excited <laughs> for this episode. As always, I'm joined by my beautiful, super smart, sexy co-host, Kristen Williams, who's also a physical therapist and senior lead teacher. Hello, Laura. Hello, everybody. So glad to be here. We got some great questions <laughs> coming yes. up. Yes, we do. All right. Starting off, Esther Marie Yoga. Thoughts on merging yoga with strength classes? Well, 
We have been doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a great question because I, I realize some were such in a lit bubble. Like we have been doing, you know, merging it with physical therapy drills, functional training, all the things for many, many years. And, you know, face those kind of questions like, is this yoga? Do you put yoga, put this in your practice? And so we really think of lit as this comprehensive program that includes yoga, but also includes physical therapy drills, core strengthening, you know, functional movement that is really getting your brain and body better coordinated, more intelligent so that you feel and operate better in life. So the answer is, hell yes. I mean, I believe this is great because let's think about yoga. Yoga has a lot of inherently strengthening type of moves, um, using your body weight, et cetera. But the way it's been taught is um, either you're holding stuff for a long time or on the other end, you're like blitzing through things and which will maybe increase your heart rate. It might get you a little bit stronger, but it's not going to get you in that, the strength that is the connection again from the responsiveness, the motor control and motor coordination that comes from doing things in a purposeful, sequential way. And we also believe in, you know, adding weights like other weights besides your body weight. So if we have some classes on the Lit Daily where you add hand weights, uh, it can be one pound all the way up to Maria has eight pounds. But yeah, anything that is going to, what that's doing is bring, it's like soaking your uh, proprioceptive, interoceptive abilities to respond to a demand that's placed on it. And so we need to do that in a variety of ways. So somebody might not really rev up their core that much just standing, but then you get them in quadruped and it starts a little bit more and then you get them in plank and it really, really starts. And then, you know, you get them and you add a little bit of weight when they're upright and their, their limb is out, their arm is out and you've got more load, but that load is putting more demand on the responsiveness of the core. So that is my answer is yes, but always do it with the, in, what is the intention behind it? So I think that's where people who, who really poo poo, like these kind of hybrid classes, they could have some, you know, something to stand on. If you're just doing it for the sake of that, that would be kind of different. Like, you know, just because it seems like, oh, this would be a good selling point. or Not that that's bad, but it's like, what's the purpose? Well, there's a lot of great purposes for adding weight and for adding different moves that are not traditional yoga moves by any means. What more yeah. do you think, KB? And the only thing I would add is, you know, just especially as we age, I mean, studies have shown, oh, you know, yes. we, we need weight. I mean, weight resistance is important for women, for men as we age. You know, our body is breaking down muscle and bone quicker than it is remodeling it. And so that addition of a weight, like Laura said, it's done intentionally. It doesn't have to be a lot of weight. Um, and and it's done, uh, you know, technique. Technique does matter. When you put a weight in your hand, you know, you you really want to focus on how you're moving. And that, that, that again, is where I think that and, you know, lit tries to set itself apart is we are educating throughout, you know, and I, and I hope the instruction you're getting that you're paying attention because I remember back in the day, I mean, you remember this, Laura, like 
heck in the 80s. People were ankle weights on everything. My dad had them. You see people charging down the street, walking with their hand weights. Again, good in in the idea of of weight resistance, but you know, really being intentional with how you're adding that resistance, how you're doing the move, but knowing that we it is important as as we get older. Sometimes it it isn't enough. It it is no longer enough to just do uh, body weight exercise. That little extra bit to help maintain that muscle tone that we're losing with with age. I say heck yeah, but again, make sure that you're doing it well. Right, and that's where the yoga part really does come in because I think whatever we want to define yoga to be, which I think is some ways undefinable, but an eye concept, an idea, a lifestyle, a, a messaging, it is to bring more consciousness into our daily life. And there's no better place to start it when you're really putting it into the movement in your body and the intention behind that. So adding a weight, it can actually perhaps bring you even more of that kind of clarity and awareness. Yeah, and yes to what KB said, you know, as we age, we've got to like uh, give ourselves more challenges to to meet the the things that happen with aging, which is that we are going to lose those stem cells building bone and building muscle. It is it does become harder, and that's why we have these terms: osteopenia, sarcopenia. We want to we want to um, combat that. Next question is from Bleachner. She says, I have chronic migraines. I'm in physical therapy for them. Not much help. Traps and necks, traps and neck are always tight. This is, I mean, my, first of all, my heart goes out to you. Mm-hmm. I, I have worked up with a lot of people with chronic headaches, tension headaches, migraines, you name it. Where I see physical therapy falling short, myself having been guilty of this at one time or another in my career is, you know, if you're going to a PT who really is, again, looking through that microscopic lens of just looking at your your head and neck, maybe your shoulders and upper back, you, you might need a broader lens. You know, we might need to start looking at your pelvis, looking at your posture, looking at what you're doing, um, full body, you know, uh, looking at your breath, you know, what why are you holding the tension up in the head and neck? You know, what isn't working well in your body from head to toe? Because if the PT, the traditional PT, which by the PS usually works, it absolutely usually works. I've treated a ton of people well with regular old PT where I mobilized the upper back, I stretched out the neck, I did the, up, the upper body rows and the, you know, you name it, they get better. But if you're the person, it sounds like you're the outlier where it's not getting better. That might not be where the issue truly is or solely is. You need to peel back those layers where, okay, so maybe you've gotten a little bit better, but let's look a little deeper. What's going on at your pelvis? What's going on at your rib cage? Where are you settling yourself throughout the day that is putting pressure on that area. And and I would ask you too, are you doing your homework? Um, this is another thing that's really tough. I said it, talked about it in our, in our last podcast. You know, it's 10% of what we do in clinic, in on the yoga mat. It's really 90% of what you're doing off. It's thinking about it throughout your day, making those changes, whether it is in your posture, whether it is in 
the way you sit and stand, the way you carry your 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 pelvis, the way you breathe, you know, all of these little things can be added causes of of a headache. Um, your jaw, you know, even down to your hips, it is all so connected. And people are surprised when when we start doing more of a full body scan. Um, and then also they do their own full body scan by way of what am I doing throughout the day? It's like a light bulb goes off. Oh my gosh. Well, no kidding. I The way my computer's set up or the way I, you know, sit is my favorite way to sit or the way I my purse, you know, we see these little patterns that we don't even think about because we're so automatic. And by fixing that stuff, your body gives a big sigh of relief and it lets it can let go of that tension. Laura, what else do you have to add to that? Yeah, all of the things you said are so important um, because in general, when you come to a clinic, whether it's a doctor, a physician, even a chiropractor perhaps, you have they're going to look where the pain is. And we have to think about the pain is there and then it's manifested in your head, but where is the cause? Like, like, so I would absolutely make sure that you're getting that full body screen. So if you have any kind of pelvic health or pelvic floor imbalance, that can play out all the way up into your jaw, into the creating a tension headache. Um, so look at that. And then the other thing that I'll just add on, which KB was also mentioning is really your nervous system. So you know, when people have chronic stress, and stress can be felt symptomatically in many ways, but one of them is a headache. So there is some stress to your system. And, you know, if you've gone through the list of, am I hydrating enough? Am I taking, um, am I finding moments of relaxation and peace, as well as, you know, challenging my physical body? Like, are you moving well? Are you sleeping well? Are you hydrating well? And then are you managing stress well? Do you have something, I can't tell you the number of people that I've worked with, that some who've come to me after literally being in defeat, they've kind of seen everybody else. And the only thing that I did different is I put my hands on their neck and I just got them to breathe a little bit and just settle. And often they would cry and not know where that crying was come from. It, it, it's not to say that that's going to happen for you, but it is you know, we have a lot of things that we carry because we're adults and we have to manage ourselves and not lay down on the floor and have a tantrum. But what does that do? That we hold it somewhere. Like we can't have a tantrum every day if like we have grief or things that didn't go our way or loss or pain or anguish or bad memories or all, you know, all of these things, but they stay in our body and I'll, and they can manifest in these ways, um, in the symptoms of a headache, in the symptoms of you know so many different things. So I would really also be honest with yourself and and say like how am I managing stress? You know, whether it's with family or all the different, um, you know, we all have different responsibilities we have to carry, and that we're carrying that on top of maybe things we haven't put down, you know, that, whether that's uh, disappointment or sadness or, or, or other things. So we, we just have to always kind of manage the boat well to balance it. And so I would look at a lot of things could be causing this and don't discount any of them. 
but really work on like how to, you know, we have a Soothe series. That In that Soothe series, I go through ways of tapping in the body that has a really wonderful um, response in the nervous system of calming it. I go through breath um, work. So, you know, those type of things to soothe and see if that can help your headache. But uh, the final thing I'm going to say is your posture actually is the header of all this because it impacts the way we manage stress. It impacts the way we breathe. It impacts the musculoskeletal balance. It impacts our nervous, it, it impacts everything. Your axial muscles that go along your skeleton are programmed to really fire in sympathetic response. Just think of like, oh, like a fright response, which we see in the babies, like, and they develop that extensor patterning. Those are there. So if you're in any kind of that patterning all the time, your brain is just living in this windowless attic, just getting that information like, I must have something to be scared of. And so you have to align your posture to improve those signals. And so those are a lot of different things. There's no quick answer. That's always the bummer too <laughs> sometimes, but I think it's fascinating to kind of unpack. All right. So speaking of neck, Jessica Westberg uh, sent us, this was from someone wrote this into the podcast page uh, from Sammy. Uh, my chiropractor gave me this advice to help the curvature in my neck. He said I should lie on my back on my bed and hang my head off the side of it every night. I should lie on my back on my back on my bed and hang my head off the side of it every night. What do you guys think? Um, so it sounds like perhaps what we do in lit when we hang our head over a block um, to, so what that might be that, and it's great that your chiropractor, just like anybody, is giving you some homework because sometimes physical therapists, chiropractors, somebody else, like they don't give enough to do and then you have to come back. So the goal is you know, I'm not going to say what I, chiropractors, I don't, there's good ones out there. Absolutely. But anyone, like I had somebody, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. Somebody write me, I've been in pain for so long, 10 years, blah, blah, blah. I've seen a chiropractor who adjusts my sacrum for 10 years. Well, that's a red flag to me. I'm like, nobody should be adjusting your sacrum for that long. And you haven't created change because you need to supplement that in a big way with what are you going to do once you've got it adjusted? Okay, so that's the side one. So we gave you this. Um, do I think it's a good idea? Well, I don't know your curvature, but it might be. Probably, if he, he gave it to you, if you have some kind of support and you let your head dangle, what he's probably doing is trying to get your head to slide back in, in, in space more. So most people, I don't know anybody, their head's too far back the wrong way. Their head is sliding forward because why? We got computers, we've got life, we've got things, children, et cetera. So we, the head slides forward. And then, so what that does is it gives your occiput, the bottom of your skull, some support, the edge of the bed, and then have you hang over there. So one would think, well, isn't that simulating the kind of look but what it's doing is is supporting the skull and then the weight of your the weight of your head with gravity might be actually kind of opening up like uncorking the back to then when you come up right be able to feel like you can kind of get it on there so a lot of people when and this is why I don't like chin tucking is they'll 
pull back and then they're just locked. They can't go anywhere because of this putty that's at the back of their neck of tightness. And so when you lean over, you're actually kind of repositioning your skull to then maybe be able to find it in a different way as opposed to just going straight into the resistance. Um, I would love it if he told you a little more information about what that's going to do for you. And maybe he did and you just didn't write it in there. But helping the curvature of your spine, whether it's a lot of people are excessive kyphos or excessive lordosis, but some people kind of start to lose their curve. So it, there's multiple things I'd love to know beyond that. But in and of itself, from what you've told me, this isn't a bad idea. I think it can feel really great because it's traction of some kind. Today's podcast is sponsored by Aminoco. I've been using Aminoco products for well over a year, and I really love them. I love the taste, but most importantly, I love the science-backed health benefits. Today, I'm going to tell you about life. Life is the name of it. So life is really great for those of us over age 40. Why? Because did you know muscle and heart function start to decline after age 40. So in clinical trials, life has been shown to enhance the physical function and muscle strength while supporting normal cardiovascular health. So at age 53 and a half, I'm really concerned about maintaining my muscle density and of course my heart health. So I use this, I put one scoop in with water, but you could put it into a smoothie, you can put it into juice, and it is vegan, it is GMO-free, and it is patent-produced. It's an amazing, amazing product. And you can go to aminoco.com. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O.com slash lit and save 30%. Yeah, I think it's a it's a limited amount of information with one exercise. Um, do I think that either Laura or I are making a blanket statement that if your neck hurts you, you should do this? Heck no. Because again, we don't have enough information about what your neck looks like, what your curvature is. I would guess you are like most people who have have lost their lordotic curve. And so this may be his recommendation of getting it back. We don't know. Um, you know, as with any upper cervical extension, I would assume, you know, he's very, you know, has done some sort of clearing of your vertebral artery, all this, you know, we think about what's kind of back there in that brainstem area. There are some, some things. That's not to say that that exercise is going to give you a stroke, you know, uh, at all. But, um, you know, it, it, what we would hope is that that exercise is specific to whatever he is seeing. I agree with you, Laura, that can give a lot of, it can give attraction. It can give it like a, like a, like a sense of, of an, an opening. Um, but without just additional information as to, you know, the why. I really agree with you, Laura. I wish he gave her the why. I wish he said, do this in order to do that. And maybe he didn't. And, and again, she just didn't put that in there. Um, because I would say, you know, yes, doing any passive, that's passive, mm -hmm. passive thing is um, is good, but not as good as active, you know, so what can we do to, I think, also kind of reproduce that actively as well. So I think that that's a, a decent exercise to start, but I would love to give, I would, I would love to have him given you more 
Yeah. And by the way, I think on that note, not everybody should just go off and try this because like Absolutely. you said, this is a big move. Like we do it right on a block where you're basically barely tilting back. Barely tilting you're more back. than yeah, anything just kind of massaging the occiput. This yeah. is a much bigger position um, that can, like you said, you know, stretch some, not only the tissue there, but the, the underlying vessels yeah. and um, you just want to be safe with it. I also think sorry to interrupt that maybe you should, they should address the thoracic spine because if the head is forward, thoracic spine is probably off offset. And that could be something that you could really uh, make a big change with. I know it's hard when the neck is also affected, but you know, you have 12 vertebra, you have 12 thoracic vertebra plus your ribs. And that's, um, you know, almost twice as many cervical. So like what's going on there as well that could support a better curve in the neck, so. Yeah, that's where I just was like, it's just one exercise just isn't, not giving us enough. It's And it's I also think, Sammy, if you're asking the question, like you have a little bit of trepidation probably, right? So if it doesn't feel good for you, that's, you know, I think more than anything is like, is there another exercise that can accomplish whatever he's trying to do or she is trying to do. Yeah. Okay, we have a final question. This actually comes from a private client of mine. She wrote in, but we also addressed this in a private session. And um, But I think it's worth a share because she says, why after a trauma is it difficult to lie down on the floor? Is this true or is a myth and will it go away? Because she felt like she had heard that before and she was experiencing as well that um, getting on the floor summoned a, a, a feeling of anxiety. And um, so what I explained to her, and then I'd love to hear your take on it, is like, um, I don't know why. I don't think you can say universally for everyone that would be the truth. Some people might find it very grounding. But that's why we have to be really open and be like, we don't know why, but there might be some messaging in the brain that when you're lying like that, so every mammalian, every, you know, vertebral mammalian <laughs> um, vertebrate, that is a vulnerable position, like just from the get-go. It doesn't mean that we think we're vulnerable every time, but that's just from our history as being uh, any kind of vertebrate that you would lie. That's why I always say, like, don't have kids, like babies, want to be all squished up like that and curled up on their stomach, on their knees. And then we put them in these, like, I'm not going to get off on that because there's, then we're, you know, mamas are scared because the pediatricians tell them not to lie on their back. But we don't naturally want to lie on our back because it is, that's like all of our viscera, our organs are exposed there for the most part. We have much more protection of the shell of the rib cage and vertebra and back. And that kind of child's pose, that, that really pulling in is also protecting our viscera. That's a, like a, a primal protection. So one could say, if you're spread out on your back and you start to feel anxiety, it could just be triggering some very primal instinct that this is not safe. And so I said, that could be a possibility. It could be a possibility that just accompanied something else that happened, which was a little bit in line. And then it, that became like the new wiring too, that this like, I'm here and I can't trust, I feel like I'd much rather be more in a upright state or a, like in a snuggled state. So I, that is really direct. Any kind of trauma response is so directed to our nervous system. And, and there's many 
little uh, bings to that, shall I say, um, that can strum up feelings from the past or from things we don't even know that are primitively there. And that is one of them. And we learn with time, like lying on our back is like, we're not going to like some big bird isn't going to come and attack our viscera, right? We know that because we're humans and we've evolved past that. But that's still there, just like we have you know, very primitive parts of the brain that respond to light, like they, like a chicken does too. Like we're different, but we all, we share some commonalities in our brain structure. Um, and so I would say not everybody's going to have that response, but for people who do not feel like lying flat in Shavasana and somehow that doesn't make them feel right, please, or they don't want to close their eyes. Or, there is nothing wrong with taking your, to me, I that's I, I don't even want to call it shavas. I just call it, this is like our restore time. And this is our in, dropping in, all this information in time. St- whatever you want to think of it, and it does not have to be flat on your back ever, ever. Because if that takes you out of that presence of all this work you've been doing to recalibrate your nervous system, then do what feels really safe and secure for you. Yeah, that's, and I think that's an interesting question, and it's not something that's ever been posed to me, nor have I have I thought about it. You know, my immediate response was just to go to the fact that, I mean, getting up and down off the floor is something we just don't do very well after we're, you know, toddlers and like elementary school kids, you know. We start sitting in desks and chairs very, very early, and um, so you know, I think because I'd work, I worked at times, many times in my life with an older population, and the idea of getting on the floor is scary. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's flat. There's no support. There isn't that. You know, um, we spend naturally more time flexed, and so suddenly you're putting the body in this extended position with gravity pushing down. It can be very, very uncomfortable, and um, and discomfort can breed anxiety. Um, I know that there are times when I'm in a shavasana and maybe my back hurts. I just bend my knees, you know, to just so I can relax. Any type of, any time you're put into structural tension, that's going to feed into, I believe, a, a you know, a, a mental tension, a mental anxiety. And being on the flat floor on a thin yoga mat um, in a room full of people, too, which I think people have never really, uh, I've always been a little bit amazed by the fact that that's never thought of as being sort of weird, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's why practicing at home is so awesome. You can like. It's so awesome. Yeah. I'm going to lie down in a super vulnerable position next strangers whose hands might be i mean that is a little bit freaking right. weird and there mm-hmm. are all, i know a lot a lot a lot of people leave before shavasana because they just don't like it it is yeah. very very vulnerable mm-hmm. um so i my body i'm so biomechanical that i immediately go to oh what is the biomechanical reason why they don't want to do it but then i'm sitting here listening to what you're saying and i'm thinking about myself and i'm like oh my gosh, yes, like that is a, and I don't, I can't say that I've experienced trauma that would mm-hmm. cause that, but there is something about you're listening to people breathe. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it, right, exactly. It's a strange, strange 
practice. Yeah. So for for any reason, but I think you know, going back to like what I was saying a little bit a while ago with the erector, the erector model. Like if you're lying there and you're in this extension pattern and you can't relax, there could be a signal you're giving to that stress response. Like, uh, you know, it just doesn't look relaxing to be in that extension pattern. So I think there's so many reasons. Um, and we worked through some of hers because she's young enough to get on the floor, no problem. Um, but it's just, I think it's always like fascinating to kind of not ignore. That's the main thing. Your body is, and your brain and your nervous system is telling you something. And so that's why, again, you don't, it doesn't mean, like for her, I was saying, well, you want to get on the floor. We've got to do stuff on the floor. So let's figure out what that is to make you feel more comfortable. But also listen and be like, is this real? Like, is there a real reason? Is this something that I've, that has, I've, that my nervous system has told me is something to be stressed about, but I'm, I'm actually okay. And could I do anything, like you said, biomechanically or posture-wise to make it a little bit better? And I just found with her, when we worked on some breathing, bent her knees, got her out of like a full, like a lot of that did um, calm down too. So it's it's always this like two-way highway of, you know, talking to the brain, like, I'm okay. What, what are you trying to tell me? And we're really safe here. There isn't anything, but I can appreciate that you're, you're giving me some other messages and I'm going to try and make it a little bit calmer for you. So it's fascinating. And that's why, again, I think, what what we do in lit and what yoga in general, I think why people are so drawn to it is it does something to our nervous system in recalibrating that is really not found in other movement practices unless they're purposely mindful like Tai Chi or something. Um, it really can recalibrate and that makes us just feel like that. Wow, I don't know what it is, but yoga makes me feel better. And that's it. I think it makes you feel safer and more at home. Well, and I do think that it's probably the only exercise method that does encourage you to just lie down, just lie down <laughs> yeah, and be, yeah. that's okay. And yeah. that's, and like yeah. that messaging, you know what? It is okay to lie flat. It is okay. Yeah, just exactly. lie down right. because we usually just like, all right, I'm done. Let's go get in the shower. We're going to go, da, da, you know, like go, go, yes. go, go, go. Like, this no, is something you know, to check like, off. No, let's just actually moment. let it settle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm. Well, we would love to hear all of your opinions about this because, again, we're giving you like our thoughts, our background experiences. But please write us if you have any add-ons or more questions on any of these. Um, you can write us at support at lityoga.com. That's a great place to write. And we, again, bucket all the answers and we're ready for or bucket all the questions and then we're ready to answer them. You can also find us on social media on Instagram. Laura is at laura.hyman and I'm at kbwilliams99. You can also direct message our podcast at Redefining Yoga Podcast um, and we will answer those questions for you. If We would love it if you would you know, rate, review, and subscribe as well. Your support goes a long way and means a lot to us because we yeah, love doing it. By the way, we, need some, we have good ratings. We need some reviews on there. I think I was looking the other day and the review was like a few months ago. So come on, please write us a review. We, would, we will be your best friend. I'll give you a big hug, massage, whatever, when I see you. I really appreciate <laughs> it because that just gives people an idea. Like it's great to see a great rating, but like give them a little idea of like what, what, we, uh, what we do on here. So thank you so much. We love you, and as always, we're pulling for you. We're pulling for you.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.